Welcome to episode two of The Thermometer, a baseball podcast. We're going to run through today. First, we're going to start off with a couple quick headlines. Then we're going to move on to a couple NL teams that are, they're you know, they're getting hot. They're playing pretty good baseball. Next, we're going to talk about one player that's part- in particular hitting really well recently. And then we're going to talk about some teams in the AL that are struggling. And finally, we're going to wrap with one last NL team. Uh, for quick headlines, what do you want to start off with, Nolan? So first thing, you know, uh, Mike Moustakis and Eduardo Escobar traded to the Angels. You know, Gio Urshela went down. Anthony Rendon went down. So they need some help at third base so they can provide some, you know, veteran experience. They didn't really have anyone to fill that role on the roster. And For sure. They needed – I feel like at this point in the year, the Angels – like if those those holes pop up, they need to fill them with guys like that because they're trying to keep Otani – and if they don't have anyone to really play third, then like that's an example of something that will like, like not bring him back, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, they could put Otani at third. I mean, yeah. If he's not he starting, put him it. at third. He can probably do it. He'll probably do fine. Yeah, I next, agree. The next thing is Helic Manoa. As we know, a couple, like about a week ago, he got sent down to the Florida Complex League. And there, you know, mostly 18 and 19 year olds play. And in his first some start, some seventeen-year-olds too. Seventeen, yeah. And this is his stat line from his first start: two point two innings pitched, ten hits, eleven earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts, two homers. And then, so he got he kind of got, got shelled, shelled by guys that are in AP chemistry, essentially. Yeah, he like he the two it, home runs he gave up were to two players that were born in two thousand four. Yeah, so, that's insane. But the thing is, is it's not, it's not a walks issue. So like, did he, is he trying to just play around with his stuff? And that's why he's just leaving stuff over the heart of the plate. Like it is really hard I mean, his to be a good has to be way down though. And his stuff has to be so much worse. Cause even if he was throwing like his stuff right down the middle, he should just be able to, he should be yeah. able to. Like if you had, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, even if his, even if everything's decreased and his velo's down, like, slightly, like, it should be good enough to strike these kids out. I bet he was pretty fatigued because he's probably trying to, like, throw bullpens in between appearances to try to yeah. figure out what to do, change, tweak his arsenal. So I bet he was a little fatigued, but, I mean, that's just ridiculous. Going from third to yeah. young to giving up 11 runs in the complex league. Yeah, I'm curious to know, like, were they planning on having him do like a full start? Because I doubt it. But he he went two point two innings and allowed right. eleven in runs. Yeah. Like one of the worst outings in, like not only the MLB but the minor leagues as well this year. This is the worst professional pitcher in the, right now in the entire world. <laughs> That's probably true. That's Van, probably Vance true. Vance Worley is better than him. Vance he's been, Worley. He's been in indie ball for like seven years. He pitched for Great Britain in the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> yeah, he's probably better. Yeah. I mean, he would probably he'd probably show up in the complex league, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the Braves. So they are eighteen and four in June, and they actually just completed the sweep of the Minnesota Twins, who are definitely not a horrible team, but they're also not amazing and haven't been playing amazing lately. But regardless. 
they did sweep them, and then they've won nine of their last ten. And their pitching has actually been sort of average to below average. 4.17 ERA in the month of June, 0.9 F war. Those ranked 17th and 26th respectively in the entire league. That so, just shows that just shows right away. Yeah, that shows right away. Like we haven't even talked about the offense yet, but the fact that their ERA is 17th and or in June and their F4 is 26th in June and they've won nine of their last 10 and they're 18 and four. Like imagine how good this team would be if Max Freed was healthy and he is coming back around the yeah. star break, but Kyle yeah. Wright is out for the season. So, I mean, Bryce Elder has been one of their best pitchers and he's been, I mean, he hasn't been great, but he's been average. He's given them some much needed innings. You'd like, like his ERA looks, he, his ERA looks really good right now. Like he, he looks like a solid, he looks like a solid pitcher right now. Stuff and it's not good though. Which is yeah, crazy. but I yeah, mean, and he still walks people too. He walks people too. Both, both Morton and Elder, they both kind of look like those guys that you're oh. always going to expect regression. But Charlie Morton, I mean, he has a, a like his deeper history of awesome. outperforming it, of outperforming it, and like his curveball is one of the best pitchers, best pitches in the league. So if he's throwing that a lot, pitchers are going to struggle against and then their, it. Their bullpen has been <clears> solid. <throat> I mean, A.J. Minter's been incredible. Leads the league in appearances. He's been pitching a ton. And then Rosal Iglesias traded for him last year at the deadline from the Angels. And he has a 5.25 ERA in June. And they really need him in the closer role with Kenley Jansen leaving over the offseason. But likely due to some bad, bad at ball luck because he has a 1.74 XFIP in the month of June, but a 5.25 ERA. So, yeah. Yeah. So things look good for Rosal. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. Yep. And hitters in June have been incredible. They have 145 WRC plus in the month of June as a team, which is first, and that's 22 points ahead of second. They're also first in home runs, first in runs scored, and then fourth in stolen in stolen bases with 24 in the month of June. And when we t- the thing is is it's we're recording this on June 28th. That's like like it's not that's not a small sample size really anymore for an entire team to be hitting, having a WRC plus of one forty five. That's basically like, the entire month. Yeah. That's a bit. Yeah. It's an entire month of hitting significantly above average. And then, so they've gotten a couple of guys hot who weren't doing so well, namely Eddie Rosario and Michael Harris, Michael Harris, obviously rookie of the year last year. But yeah. We talked, we talked about him last week. He started off really cold, but he's been heating up a ton and he's their ninth hitter. I mean, he's 168 WRC plus in the month of June and he's been their ninth hitter all season or, mm-hmm. and then they have five hitters over 150 WRC plus in June and Marcel yeah. has been great too. I wanted to talk about Travis Darno a little bit. I feel like he's he's a guy on their team that he needs a little bit more love. He's been an above above average catcher on defense kind of throughout his career and especially this year. Um, obviously, Sean Murphy's kind of like top of the line. When you think of great catchers in the league right now, he's top of the line. But Travis Darno, he's kind of been like the last two years, he's been around 120, 130 WRC+. Plus. This year, he's walking at the highest rate of his career since his rookie year in 2013. And he's also striking out the lowest rate of his career since 2017. So, I mean, 
the, like that's those are two of the best hitting catchers in the league and they're on the same team. So what do you what do you kind of like what do you do with that? What do you do I with mean, that? I think you Ozuna occupies the DH DH spot quite a lot, so you need him to play in the outfield. Yeah. Because I mean the issue is though is Rosario's been so yeah. hot. Like yeah. if you want to play Rosario, Harris, and Acuna in the outfield, then you want to play They have they have too many great have, hitters. Right yeah, now. like I think they need Rosario to cool off so they can get DRNL in the lineup. But I mean, I think Rosario will cool off. Yeah. Like, he's always had a terrible approach. Doesn't ever work. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he has been walking more this year, but he, I mean, it's not a huge sample size. I don't know. But he's looked good. He's looked good. You can't take that away from him. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? Uh, pitching, I mean, pitching's been pretty solid for them. It's been above average, but not necessarily what you expect from a contender. Yeah, like they're yeah. 21st in stuff plus, eighth in location plus, 15th in pitching, pitching plus. This is for the whole year. 3.81 ERA, which is eighth, eighth in XFIP, and then 10th at F4. It's just like, I mean, I think it's more their performance has definitely been good, but I'm not sure if they can keep it up. And also, you wouldn't expect them to be performing to their levels of last year's. They are missing like some key contributors due to injuries like Max Reed and Kyle Wright. And then they yeah. also lost Kenley Jansen too. So Yeah. So I'm excited is I'm excited to see Spencer Strider in the playoffs though. Yeah. Well I he was like in the playoffs last like year. Yeah, but I feel like I'm he got he, he got did like, he get shelled. He got rushed back from his injury. From his injury, and then he got. Shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so if he if he settles in, has a good second half, like that'll be fun to watch. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, moving on to the Cubs. Uh, Cubs have been. I mean, they've been. They're they've won nine of their last eleven, but they're only thirteen and nine in June. Yeah, I mean, the reason we picked them is they're a pretty below average team who've been playing well, and they have a twenty seven run differential in June. So. Seems they've earned their wins, and their pitching has kind of been the thing carrying them. They have a 3.26 ERA in June, which is fifth in the league, but their XFIP is 4.59, which is 24th in the league, so maybe they've been a bit lucky this yeah. month, I would say. I mean, all their pitchers, all the underlying numbers show that they shouldn't be pitching this good, but they are. And it's led him to have a pretty good month for a team that we were expecting to probably sell at the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Their hitting has been pretty good too. I mean, actually I mean, it's just, not been that good. The pitching has just been I mean, they're they're getting they're genuinely getting lucky right now. I mean, but um they play they run but, the base as well and play good defense, so yeah, that's they, important. They play good defense, so they could outperform some of their expected numbers in terms of ERA. For sure. And, For sure. I mean, we expected their pitching staff to be very good. Like, Steele, Stroman, and Hendricks have all been solid, but some of the guys we expected to contribute a lot, like Jamison Tyone and Hayden Wesneski, have been very disappointing. Like, Wesneski was great last season in his rookie year, but this year's a 5.88 XERA, and Tyone, obviously, coming over from... The Yankees last year, he has a 5.58 XERA. So those two guys have been really disappointing. But Justin Steele's been good. Strowman's been very good. Hendricks has been solid. So kind of yeah, I still think, think it's who are performing. 
Yeah, it's kind of the race for second in the NL Central. I, f- I mean, the Reds are just – they're performing really well right now. You can always see – like, I could see the Brewers maybe putting a couple of big wins together. I think the Cubs are better than the Brewers, especially because, like, Woodruff's been down for the Brewers. And the, the Cubs definitely have more – I feel like they have more talent. You have Dansby, you have Nico. Like, Seiya Suzuki is going to give you, I don't know. Morel. Morel's been crazy. Just for Morel. Yeah, he's been crazy. I it's I was so – I was so. He started the year. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, I want to move on to Cattell Marte. Last 14 days, he's at a 249 WRC plus six homers. He's now has three games in a row with a home run. On the year, he's a 142 WRC plus 15 homers, 13 doubles, four triples. He's now walking at the highest rate of his career since 2017. Um, this kind of shows how, even though he's he's like third percentile and outs above average, but he's already acquired 2.3 war pretty much only through his bat. Him and Christian Walker have both been raking recently, and that's why the Diamondbacks are in first. That and Zach Gallen performing, I mean, if they run away with this division, I feel like that's just going to shock LA Dodgers fans, and they're they're going to complain that they didn't have the superstar power or they didn't really have the pitching this year. But it's not like the Diamondbacks' starting rotation is anything special. Like, you have Zach Gallen, you have Merrill Kelly – but there's not there's a lot of young they guys. You have, for pitching. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think could, pitching is going to be very hard to get at the deadline though, because there's very few teams that are going to be selling, and very few of those teams have options that they want to move. Yeah, I mean they yeah. they have a lot decent amount of prospects. I don't know. Maybe they want to move somebody for Lucas Giolito or. Erod potentially. Dylan Cease. Yeah, that'd be a big move for. I could see like a Jake McCarthy, uh, an Alec Thomas. Like they could get dealt, but guys, yeah, yeah. It's um, moving on. We're gonna talk about some cold teams now. We want to keep this thing moving. I wanted to just talk about the AL Central offenses really quick to show how brutal this division like really is this year for the five teams in the AL central rank bottom 10 in run scored in June. Uh, the only team that isn't is the guardians. We talked about J Ram. He's been a big help for them, um, but th- they've sucked. And specifically the white Sox, the white Sox have really struggled on offense. They've lost six of their last nine games in June. They're 29th in run scored. They're 27th in WRC plus. They're 25th in defense, and they're 25th in K-rate. There's only three guys with a WRC plus over 80 for them in June. Um, I want to talk about Luis Robert. He has a 189 W Robert, whatever. I feel like the it's Robert to be clear, but the audience would be a little bit confused if I said Robert because it's so commonly known yeah. as Luis Robert. Um. So Lubov has <laughs> Lubov has a 189 WRC plus in June, and I mean he's been the best center fielder in baseball this year. There's there's not a lot of debate about it right now. What about Corbin Carroll? Corbin Carroll really isn't a center fielder though. 
they're ruining his MVP chances by playing by playing him in left, left yeah. field because he would accumulate so much more WAR if he played in center. And now I feel like yeah. the MVP kind of just goes to whoever has the highest WAR. I mean, it seems like in recent years that's what it's I, been. Okay, but are we really like like he ruining his MVP case while Ronald Acuna Jr. is like doing everything right now? I mean, it would be better. Yeah. Uh, but so I wanted to bring Luis Robert up because Nolan and I were talking about like we were talking yesterday about which position had the most war accumulated so far and it's center field. Um, they did. I think that I think that fan graphs included like Corbin Carroll and Aaron Judge no, it, for center I, fielders. I think it includes like you have to be playing in center field. No matter who it is, it's not like center fielders. It's like if you're in center field and you hit so like half the plate appearances where he's in center field, go to war, yeah, go to center field. And the plate appearances are in left field, go to the left. Go to the left. Yeah. Okay. I think it works. Okay. Well, either way, he has like he has a three point three WAR, which is right behind Corbin Carroll. So he's, I mean, he's right there. He's right there, and he's he's such a good athlete, and we knew eventually it would come to whether he had played discipline or not. He's and he does. Class, he's, though, that's the problem. Yeah. If he stays healthy, like he he's, plays such an, he plays an aggressive center field as well. So he could look, uh, he has the like next, the Byron Buxton. Yeah. He yeah. Is Byron Buxton, basically. Uh, also Andrew Benintendi has been hitter, but hitting better recently. I don't know if that's really projectable. Andrew Vaughn has been hitting. I mean, not he has a 99 WRC plus, which is average, but that's good for the White Sox. Like, I mean, but it's not good. good for Andrew Vaughn because he's like a first base corner outfield guy slash DH. Yeah, so, so he needs, needs to need having help. a 99 WRC plus as a yeah that doesn't work. work. Yeah, um, Tim Anderson, I've kind of been wondering if this left knee thing was lingering from earlier on in the year. He's got a 236, 275, 277 slash with a 53 WRC plus this year. Yeah, I just think it's the the aging curve is getting to him because Tim Anderson has always been a player where he doesn't really walk. He has bad plate discipline, but he relies on his bat to ball skills just being incredible to hit for a high average yeah. and hit for some power. And it's been shown yeah. that like the, the first thing to go along with speed is actually like out of zone contact yeah. percentage. Yeah. So people who chase a lot and don't walk a lot well, over rely on their bat to ball skills tend to not age as well. So I, think I was looking, I was problem. looking at, yeah, but I was looking, I was, so I was kind of doing a dive into his savant page and his out of zone contact hasn't dropped that much, but he's just not swinging as much. Like it's almost like he's either more timid He's either more timid or he's trying to walk more. Like he has a lower chase rate. He has a higher walk rate. But I feel like that's kind of like why he was good. You know what I mean? Like before he was swinging at pitches out of the zone and he was getting on base. Well, he, or he, he wasn't getting on base, but he was he was get, he was getting hits. He needs to be patient and not passive. And he needs to yeah. walk more without and not hit less. I, yeah. I just think everyone kind of saw that he – he was going to age poorly. I mean, I think he's kind of just like a worse version of Trey Turner. Like, I think Trey Turner yeah. is going to age horribly. Yeah, but like, also... He relies so much on speed. Yeah. And he doesn't walk at all. Uh, 
Tim Anderson also has a 65% ground ball rate, which is the highest of his career. His average launch angle is now down to 0.7 degrees, which is like you're practically just drilling it into the ground every single plate appearance. Like there's you you can't expect like so you have a you have a 236, so an ISO of around 0.04. Yeah. And he sucks on defense. Yeah, and he hasn't been he's 13th percentile 13th percentile that's above average. Uh he's also 44th percentile sprint speed, which is way lower than his like I mean, last year, I think he was 76, but he's been slowing down. He, um, he could that indicate injury? Could that indicate age? It's probably a mix of both. Do you think he's teams would want him at the deadline and take a chance on him? Like a that's what that's what I was wondering earlier. The White Sox probably want to trade him, but I mean, the, the obvious spot like is what are you going to give up? Like LA is the obvious spot, but like yeah, do they even want him now? Like. He's worse. Like he's basically he's Miguel worse Rojas. than Miguel Rojas. Worse, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can't take away the things he's done in the past, but it's he's never been this big bat. He never really has. Like his his speed helped him earlier on in his career, but you're not you're not like if you're an if you're like a like the 300, 300, 300, how they describe it sometimes. Like he's kind of that guy, and when you're hitting two thirty six, like you're not a good baseball player. He has not been good at all this year. So may, maybe it is injury. It could be injury, and maybe he's coming back from that. But he's also thirty. He's also thirty. So and he relies so much on his athleticism that. Yeah, he does. He's gonna not age well. But he's a big name guy. I could see. The, I could see the Dodgers making a package I mean, for him. To be but, honest, I mean. I don't think it will really take much at all. And they have such a good farm system. And a lot of times they don't even need up because they just sign whoever they want. So, yeah, I think you could give, I think it could be one high level prospect one, like, like one, like a top, top 10 guy, top 10 guy. And then a low, like a low, like a, like a, I don't know. Like just some random guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like a young. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, next, I want to talk about the Rays. They're not they're not cold, but they're slowing down a little bit. Past couple of series, they split with the Royals, they split with the Orioles, they dropped two or three to the Padres, and they split with the A's. The A's series was kind of weird. I mean, there was a lot <laughs> there was a lot yeah. going on. It was it was really fun to watch, but you you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt because there's so much energy in that stadium. Um, and just in the city in general, I, you could feel, you could, you could like feel it watching the games. Um, but like splitting with the Royals, splitting with the, or dropping two or three to the Padres, like the pot, we'll talk about the Padres, but, uh, splitting with the Royals, splitting with the Orioles. I don't know. They're, they're going to be figuring it out though. So pitching the team ERA has not been awful in June. Starters have a 3.46 over the year which is number one, but in June, they're in 17th in ERA, even though their XFIP is fourth. So like they're, they're going to, they're going to kind of regress to the mean. This pitching staff is kind of proving its depth right now. When you don't have Springs, Rasmussen and Boz, like hopefully Rasmussen is back soon. But the fact that they're still putting good starts together without these guys, and they have all these bullpen games going, their bullpen has been solid. It's number one. It's, it's been number one in ERA this year. Um, 
Taj Bradley, he's had a couple blips. He had a big he had he had a rough outing yesterday. I think he had I six mean, earned. Every every single advanced metric on Taj Bradley looks good. If you look at like yeah. fifth XERA, if you look at not like any of the results based metrics like stuff plus, pitching plus, and location plus. Like everything, he, yeah, everything he looks to good. like a number two. It's just the only thing yeah. is ERA. Yeah. And he's so super, like, super young too. So I mean I, I love Taj Bradley. He's a great pitcher. He's going to yeah. be great. Yeah. He's going to be great. Yeah. So when you have – and then Glasnow's underlying metrics look pretty solid too. His FIP looks better than his ERA. His ex-FIP looks good. And his stuff's like I think he'll figure it out. I think he'll figure it out. He's coming back from the oblique still. Um, bullpen is, like I mentioned, been really good. Pete Fairbanks and Colin Poche have been fantastic. They're hitting, though. So, last 30 days, they're 11th in runs scored. Brandon and Josh Lau have – I think it might be Brandon Lowe and Josh Lau. I'm not completely sure. But they've struggled. Brandon Lau's uh, not that good all year. Like He's had, like, a hot stretch at the beginning of the year, but he just hasn't really been the same player since 2021. Yeah. I thought he was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then – Guys, we saw like earlier, they're coming back to earth. Like Christian Bethencourt with a negative 10 WRC plus last 30 days. Taylor Walls with a 41 WRC plus. Yeah. They've been was, struggling. Like we expected that though. That was we crazy. didn't expect like yeah. Taylor Walls was not gonna have a 140 WRC plus. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like a glove utility guy. He is. And then um I feel like though Jose Siri though, he's really happy. He's raking. Yeah, he is. He's raking. Nolan loves Jose Siri. Um, solid defender. He's in, any rate. What, he's like the best center field defender in the league. Yeah. He's incredible. And he's like the fastest. He's so fast too. Yeah. It's for a ton of power. He's yeah, he just Mike needs Trout. to strike out less. He's an ex-Mike Trout. Yeah, well. It... <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I feel like. He's, dude, I like just, I'm not wor- The thing about what? that is he's like. He's like 28, and Mike Trout's like 31. Yeah, so okay, so he has one more year of his prime, yeah. and then he'll get injured, and then his career's over. Because then he's going to strike out 45% of the time. He's having a Mike Trout last season. He is. He is. Um, I'm not worried about the Rays. I feel like they always have guys that are on hot streaks throughout the season. Like, whether it was Brandon Lau earlier this year, like at the very beginning of the year, he was raking – and then Josh Lowe, he was playing really good baseball for a while. If you're, um, raise, you're just focused on the playoffs because, like, with the yeah. record you have, like, you're going to make the playoffs. There's no question about that. Yeah. And, like, they're going to have their top three guys, like Glasnow, Rasmussen, and Shane McClanahan now. And then their their bullpen has – And then if you have – and Todd Bradley, too. This year. One of their weaker yeah. points this year has been their bullpen. Like, they'll be able to move some of their back-end starters into the bullpen – and it's going to be incredible. And people like Zach Eflin, who they picked up, yeah. have just been like, he's been, he's been all, great. He's been there all year. He's yeah. been a solid pitcher. He's been like everything. And he's like their number five. Like he's everything yeah. you've wanted out of like number five or number four. Yeah. And it's crazy that they're doing this without, without uh, Springs and Boss. Yeah. Both TJ guys. Like, I, mean, I don't know. Rasmussen and Springs looked incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And Shane Boz looked really good when he played last year. Yeah. Um, and like they're 
they have eight guys with a WRC plus over 120 this year. Like, that's a a lot of those guys are inflated though because like they don't they, they, they don't play every day. They platoon, so they don't play every day. But yeah, but still have like yeah, that's in, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so you yeah, Wander Franco. I want I wanted to mention like he hasn't. He's still like overall like we can we can we can keep bringing up like his defense is so good and having like a ninety wrc plus in the last uh I think he has a ninety wrc plus like last thirty days so he's been he hasn't been hitting fantastic but when you have like yeah. Luke Rayleigh like mean, that dude he he rakes yeah I mean Wander Franco's twenty two he's a one twenty six wrc plus on the season. Yeah, X-Wolf is like 10 points higher, but his hitting, like, I don't want to say this, but his hitting has been kind of disappointing, I guess you could say, yeah. in terms of, like, what he is a prospect. Like, people were saying he had, like, an 80-hit tool with, like, a 60-power tool. Yeah. So, like, that's probably, like, a 160 WRC+. plus. Yeah. But... It's like Yandy D. I mean, right? but his, uh, well, his, yeah. his fielding has been better than expected. Like people thought he would just he was just going to be an average defender yeah. at short, and that it would be the bat that carried him. But he's been incredible in the field. Yeah, and I guess we'll see over. I mean, he's only twenty two, so he obviously has more time to sort of fulfill the potential. But I mean, he's on track to be a Hall of Famer. But yeah, because he's um, yeah, maybe not the. I mean, people thought he was going to have, like, probably, like, a 400 on base and hit, like, 320. But he's yeah. been, the bat hasn't played as much as people thought as when he was a prospect. But he's 22. Yeah. yeah like, I he can... hard to say that, but, like, yeah. he has been. Playing. Like, people were saying, I mean, I'm looking, but he, I'm looking at his prospect. Look at his minor league like, stats, though. Like, yeah. You can't say you can't say. I just remember this dude. Like during the during the card trading era, like a couple of years ago during COVID, yeah. I just remember Wander Franco was like, "This dude is for sure," and he hadn't played a game yet. Yeah, didn't he? He got his contract before he played a game, right? I think so. No, he, dude, he, yeah, in that's insane. League, he's only, he has had in the minor leagues because 2018 he played in the minors. 2018 and 2019, 2020 got canceled. I yeah. mean, he's, he's only had, like, about 700 plate appearances in the minor leagues. And yeah. Like, he's only had, like, he hasn't even had 2,000 professional plate appearances yet. Yeah. Which is crazy. I'm excited. The thing is, is the Rays, so when, they, when they're in the playoffs, it's, I'm not a, <laughs> I don't like watching games at the Trop. I don't think it's, like, really a fun atmosphere it might be better to, like it it might bring in some more energy they but opened up the third deck or whatever because there was like a the upper level of their stadium like previous years they weren't even using it and then this year they just opened it up oh so, okay so i mean maybe, they're bringing i remember i remember i remember in 2020 or no not 2020 2021 i believe like they they were playing really good baseball and i just remember no one was going still so i'm glad people i'm glad there's more tampa bay Rays fans that are going to games, um, but like seeing them play in like a like if they're playing in the World Series against the Braves in Truist Park, or like like that'd be in, that's gonna be so fun to watch. That's the ideal World wait. Series matchup. I think it's like watching big time Randy just hit an absolute nuke and just silence the entire stadium. I just cannot wait. 
cannot wait. Um, I want to wrap up with the Padres today because they've been kind of like they've been cold kind of recently. They haven't been playing. They just haven't been putting. They haven't been winning baseball games. It's crazy though because like their pitching staff has been solid. Like yeah, Waka, Darvish, and Snell have all been good. Like Musgrove's been good. Hater's been good. Lugo's been solid. Martinez has been good. Wilson has been good. Carl, like, yeah. the, their pitching has been what we thought it was, like, average. Yeah. It would be the best that carry them. And Tatis and Soto have been two of the best players. They've been raking. It's, like, in, like the month, in the month of June, Soto has a 421 on base, 152 WRC+. plus. Tatis has a 196 WRC+. plus. <laughs> like, in Ju- like, that's a whole month, like, and you have a 196 has been WRC+. Good. Plus. Hassan Kim's been good. Machado's been above average, like. And guess it's... and guess what? Fernando Tatis is like one of the best right fielders now. Yeah, his arm strength is crazy. I know it's. God, I, mean, I think the the biggest guy who's been disappointing is Matt Carpenter. Has been really disappointing this season. Yeah, like, like he was. It was kind of. It was kind of that. It was kind of that Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter platoon hope, and. It's been Nelson Cruz has been solid, and I mean, like he hasn't been great, but he's been solid. He's been he's been good in June, and Matt Carpenter hasn't done anything. Like if they if I don't know, but the I thing mean, is, is Jake, they're playing good. Like they're Jake Cronenworth has been horrible too. Like that extension is yeah. awful now. Yeah, that had and Trent Grisham hasn't like his defense I, is gonna but he's like, like a his defense defender. Yeah. I mean, I, even if you get like a ninety WRC plus from him, you're fine. Yeah. Like, Xander needs to be better. He needs to be I better. Mean, he was kind of the guy I was least worried about because, like, throughout yeah. his entire career, he's always hit. And, yeah. I mean, his defense is horrible at the beginning of his career. And then last year, he was, like, one of the best defenders in the league. And, again, this year, he's been a pretty good defender. Like, I don't know why we're seeing Xander Bogarts not hit. Like, he's always hit. His entire career, he's hit. So, when you... Like, when you see, I don't know. I mean, this happened it, in 2017. In 2017, he had a 95 WRC plus, and that's over 635. And then after that, he went 133, 141, 129, 130, 134. And he has a 106 WRC plus this year. Still has one, 1.8 war just because his defense has been so good. And that's something he's really improved on. But his hitting has got worse. Like, he has three outs above average. If you look previously, like in 2016, he had negative 16 outs above average. Yeah. And his defense uh, has been good. I think catching for the Padres has always been kind of interesting. Austin like they were hoping Luis Camposano. They they were they were hoping they were hoping Luis Camposano would do something, but I feel like he's come up what maybe he's been up four times now and he hasn't done anything any any of them. So all of his, all of his big league stints haven't been great. So he doesn't look like a guy. I would keep trying him though, because Austin Nola is. I mean, just because he's, he's the brother terrible. of. I mean, just okay. Just because he's the brother of Aaron Nola doesn't mean he's. <laughs> I remember that coverage, and it's like Austin, like that coverage during the playoffs, where it's like Aaron Nola versus Austin Nola. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Like that's what that's like that's like Seth Curry versus Steph Curry when Seth Curry wasn't like when he was terrible. He's hurt right now. 
He's on Who? the 60 day. Who? Luis Campisano. Okay. But okay. Maybe so, I was dissing I mean, him. Maybe I was He's been up. He hasn't been in AAA this year. He's had a 70 WRC plus, 290. I mean, 296 X Woba. Oh, that, wait, that was seven plate appearances, though. Yeah. Or 20, no, 22 plate appearances. Yeah. I mean, in 2022, 358, he only had a 110 WRC plus in AAA. I mean, he's another yeah. one of those guys. Like, we're seeing so many prospects. It's like, 2019, he was an A plus, but 148 WRC plus. And then because that 2020 minor league season was canceled, it like screwed up their development because then he went straight to AAA and he did have a yeah. 121 WRC plus. It's like people need to remember like prospects. They're probably going to be like older for a while just because they all lost that 2020 season. And even though, yes, they were training, it's not yeah. the same as getting game time. And so, yeah, and it's so important. It's yeah. so important for like those. It was so important for like those high A, low A guys. Like they need to see the, they need to see pitches. Yeah. So when they're not seeing anything, it just pushes everything back. Mm-hmm. And but that I feel like that that eliminates the ones that they couldn't handle it, and their training like their training regimen wasn't great enough. So when you when you see these guys come up now, that had these. Uh, they had that 2020 like without minor leagues and they're playing well now in the majors it's like this guy's the real deal like he had he kind of had to battle through that yeah back to Luis Campusano so he played for the Padres in 2021 22 and 23 he's been yeah. like banged up because in the last three years like 2021 22 and 2023 he's only had something like 450 plate appearances across the how old levels. is he how old is he he's 24 right now and then in his 114 okay. big league plate appearances he's a 51 wrc plus yeah so i don't know i just he just can't stay healthy and he can never he just it's, he's just a weird but, prospect like he's like, never healthy and do we really even know if he's that good but, but like playoffs this year, you're probably going with Gary Sanchez. I mean, yeah, he's been solid for them. I mean, he's so he's good. been solid, but like, <laughs> what are you expecting from him in the playoffs? To drop, to drop a pitch right down the middle, and then yeah, <laughs> on it. he's I, a 103 WRC plus this season. Yeah, and his either way, they're the same. Either way, like Manny Machado's picked it up, one eighteen WRC plus in June. Um, they need more from Cronenworth. Yeah, they need more from Cronenworth, and they just need more from Cronenworth and Bogarts. And Hassan can be very good too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. You got anything else? Uh, I think that's it. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to episode two of the Thermometer. We'll see you in episode three. See you later.